Good News Ministries of GNM.org presents Footsteps to Heaven. And now, here is your host, Terry Modica. Hello, my friend. How are you doing? How are you doing during these turbulent times that we're in now? How's your relationship with Jesus? Are the difficulties in your life bringing you closer to Christ or making him seem more absent. You know, I just went through something a couple of days ago that was very frustrating. And I felt, you know, I I prayed. I said, Lord, help me do this. I was working on the Good News Ministries website. And there was some code problems that should have been very simple. And yet I wasn't able to make it work. And I, I asked God, you know, please speak to me. Please help me hear you. Holy Spirit, come and anoint me with the solution to this. And nothing came. Now, this was a one day, very minor, very relatively speaking, unimportant turbulence in my life. But I felt during that time that God had let me down somehow that he'd abandoned me and I knew he didn't. I knew he was here with me, but I was very frustrated that I couldn't hear from him. I couldn't receive his help. Uh, Was there something wrong with me? Yes, probably. But, you know, why couldn't God break through that? I mean, I even cried out to him, God, you know, I know I'm far from perfect. I know that I've got a lot of of obstacles in my life that are interfering with my faith growth. Uh, and I'm trying to work on those. You know that, Lord, but, but you know, help me out. You're bigger than all of my sins. You're bigger than all of my problems. You're bigger than all of my shortcomings. Help me out. And I didn't get the help I needed. And that day ended with me feeling like I'd gone through a very turbulent day with no resolution, no peace, no God's anointing on it. But I knew that God was in it. And I kept reminding myself of that, that God was there, that God was was giving me a blessing, giving me a gift in all of that turbulence I was feeling. And I couldn't see what the gift was, but it gave me some peace. I was still aggravated at the problem that was going on, but it gave me some peace to to stop and remind myself that there was a gift embedded in this somewhere. And... This is like a microcosm of what we're all going through. Everybody has turbulent times, but the whole world right now is going through turbulent times, isn't it? And we're going through experiences that we never imagined in our entire lives we'd ever have to go through. How can this bring us closer to Christ? It's meant to do that. And yes, my little example of of a turbulence in my life, it did contain gifts. It did contain blessings. 
Romans 8.28 says that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. I didn't see what the good was at the time. Usually we don't. But in hindsight, later on, we can see it. And let me tell you a secret that I've learned. Every time we go through a rough patch where we feel that God is not with us, that somewhere God is, he's just not, he's just not helping us out. He, he's, he's, he's not there for us. He's not providing the kind of help we read about in the scriptures. He's not providing the kind of help that we hear or happening in other people's lives. But Romans 8.28 says that all of this is done for our good. God allows things to happen. He's bigger than the coding problems that I had the other day. He's bigger than the whole, everything going on in the world right now. Everything evil, everything turbulent, everything destructive, everything confusing, everything painful, everything worrisome. If we were to lump that all together into a ball, God is infinitely bigger than that, isn't he? We know that intellectually. But to get it down to, to our hearts where it makes a difference, where it helps us heal and helps us grow closer to Jesus and, of course, to God the Father and the Holy Spirit, the wholeness, the fullness of God. That's what everything's really all about. God makes use of everything if we let him, if we turn to him, if we entrust the situations to him. He helps us grow from it. He helps us learn things from it. He helps us change from it. And the secret that I want to let you in on is that those days when we're going through those rough patches that where it seems like we're having a worse day than normal or a worse patch of time than we should be going through. God has chosen to allow it. He could have stopped it. He could have prevented it because he's bigger and he cares. He really does care, but he has allowed it because he sees within it a gift something very, very important and special that he wants to give to us. And that gift contains some kind of spiritual growth. We're at the other side of this journey through the turbulence. We are stronger in faith. We, it's, it's like the mysteries of the rosary. I lived the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary the other day. And today I'm living the glorified mysteries, the the, the glorious mysteries, the, the glorification of the turbulent times. God's glory coming into my life and making good come from those turbulent times. Yes, regarding the coding problems, I learned something more in the end about how to code things more accurately, where the problem was. Thanks to my webmaster, Jeremy. Hey, shout out to Jeremy. Um, And there's more to it than that, though. There's this mystical experience that's available to all of us 
where we, if we turn our turbulent times over to Christ, turn our confusions, our pains, our sufferings, and realize that this connects us to the sorrowful mysteries of the passion of Christ, the the sufferings he went through. Therefore, just as Jesus' sufferings were for the purpose of redemption, the redemption of humankind, the redemption of you and me, so too do our turbulent times, our sufferings, become used by God for our redemption, or if we offer it up for someone else, because they're further from Christ than we are, for their redemption. There's always extra graces that come out of turbulent times. There's extra graces that are injected into the very turbulence of the times that we suffer. And I'd like to share with you three graces, or you could call it three keys, that bring us closer to Christ during turbulent times. The first one is to realize that everything is sacred. Everything is in the hands of God. Yes, even the evil things, God makes the sacred come out of it. The first key, my friend, is to realize that there is a gift embedded in whatever is going on in our lives, or there are gifts. The way to understand that, the way to receive the grace of recognizing the gift that God is giving you is to detach. The, 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 the virtue of detachment brings us closer to God. It helps us attach ourselves to God. Detachment is a letting go of how we think things should be going, of, of what we think should happen, what we think how our prayer should be answered, uh, how fast the turbulent times should end. You know, Whatever we think about it, let it go. Detach from it. And we do that simply by saying, Lord, you are the one in charge. You will make good come from this. You will help me by your grace to understand what the gift is in this bad stuff that's going on. Detachment is simply saying, I don't want to lean on anyone or anything but God himself. Detachment is difficult, but we ask the Holy Spirit for help. And at the end of this podcast, I'm going to pray with you for that help from the Holy Spirit. But with God's help, we can detach. If we try to do it on our own, guess what? We are attached to the idea that we can do it on our own. And we need to detach from that idea. You see... We know when we are attached to something 
that's not God by our emotional reaction to things. There's a big clue. If we are lonely, for example, because our loved one has died, our spouse has died, or we've been rejected by uh, a friend or, you know, somebody that, you know, maybe a spouse, maybe somebody that we were dating or, uh, you know, if, if a person has made you feel lonely or the absence of that person has made you feel lonely, that's an attachment. That's that loneliness is a clue that you are attached to that person and not God. God says, be satisfied with me. Come to me. I want to hug you. I want to hold you. I want to comfort you. I want to be your all, your everything. I am the only one who can completely love you the way you deserve to be loved, the way I created you to be loved. And our response to that is, should be. Yes, I want to receive that that attachment to you only, Lord. I want to receive the love from you that no one else can give to me. Come, Holy Spirit, and help me detach from so-and-so, that person who I feel lonely because that person's not in my life anymore. Come, Holy Spirit, help me to be attached only to God. See, that's a little example how we go through the steps, the journey of detaching from something that is not God and attaching ourselves fully to God. Anything that causes any kind of a negative emotion in you, anything that's causing you to get angry. Now, I'm not talking about the righteous anger. We see evil. We see somebody getting unjustly treated and we have the righteous anger of Christ in us saying, this has got to stop. And I'm called to do something to help make it stop. Or I'm called to pray about this situation or whatever. But when the anger turns into something that where we want something bad to happen to someone else, or we, it, it, it separates us from God. We feel like God's not there for us. Uh, you know, when the anger is destructive, that's a clue that we are attached to something that we need to let go of. It could be like the other day, using my example, when I was really trying so hard to figure out how to fix the problem on the website, I was attached to the idea that I needed to figure it out there and now, and I wasn't going to be happy. I wasn't going to be at peace until I got it conquered. I mean, that's the way I am. I'm a problem solver. God created me to be a problem solver. And I, I, I wanted to fulfill that calling that what feels like it's second nature to me because that's the way God cre- created me to be. I wanted to use the gifts God's given me to conquer this problem. And in that desire, I was more attached to my awareness, we'll call it, or my belief, my my knowledge that God created me to be a problem solver. 
And if I stuck to it, I'd get this problem solved. Well, with the help of Jeremy, I did get it solved later, the next day. But I needed to let go of the anger and the frustration that I felt and the causes of those feelings. It took me a while. Remember this. None of this comes easy. Don't be hard on yourself. Detach from getting down on yourself if you don't find the peace of Christ quickly enough or if you don't find the comfort that you need from God quickly enough. If you don't overcome your sins quickly enough. Detach from your frustration with yourself. Detach from your unforgiveness. Is there anything that you've done in your life that you haven't forgiven yourself for? You need to detach from that. So examine yourself every time you are experiencing an emotion that is in any way destructive. Use that as a red flag that says there's something you're attached to that you need to let go of. Because when we detach with the help of the Holy Spirit, the first step is to acknowledge what we need to detach from and then ask the Holy Spirit to help us detach and put our focus on God saying, I want to be attached only to you. When we do those little steps, which maybe I shouldn't say little, those are really big steps, but relatively speaking, they're easy because they are a decision we make. We don't do it based on certainty that's confirmed by feelings. We do it because we know it's the right thing to do. And that's where our certainty is. When we go through those steps, when we truly detach, what does God do with that? He does not sit idly on his big daddy throne saying, oh good, Terry is detaching from something and now she's closer to me. You know, Jesus isn't dancing with the Father and the angels going, woohoo, yes, you know, Terry's finally detached and now she's closer to me. God is doing something for you in your detaching. He is not just receiving your new increased attachment to him. He is giving you something. He is giving you a gift. He is giving you a grace that is making a difference to your eternal soul and making a difference in your day, your time, your, your situation, your problem right now. This gift is God attaching himself to us in return for us attaching him, ourselves to him. It's a union a union of love, a union that includes with it everything that is God, even the supernatural gifts of God that help us live like true Christians, like we're meant to live, like we see in the book of Acts, the way the, the Christians lived. 
Now, so that's the first key, detach, and God will give you a gift. You detach so that you can receive what God wants to give to you. And you don't have to be afraid of being attached too much to that gift because that gift is God himself. The second key is penance. And by the way, we don't necessarily do it in the order that I'm providing these keys to you in, okay? But penance is extremely, extremely important. When we say, Lord, I need your help to grow in holiness, that's a penance. We need to have self-awareness. Come Holy Spirit, we need to be praying. Come Holy Spirit, reveal the truths to me about myself the truths that are holding me, the truths about myself, things in myself, in my life, in my decisions, the, the ways I've sinned that are holding me back from being fully united to you, O Lord, that are holding me back from living the victorious life of the Christian, the supernatural life of the Christian. And when we ask the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth to us, he does, but he's a gentleman. If you feel scolded, that's the devil trying to trick you and to make you feel bad and to get you attached to feeling bad. The Holy Spirit provides a grace with the awareness, provides the, the sense of victory. You know, when I first became Catholic, I met the Holy Spirit in a charismatic prayer group. And over the course of the, the first few months, the Holy Spirit revealed to me through these meetings that I went to and my own prayer time at home and the reading of scriptures, once I got the Holy Spirit fully active in my life because of those prayer meetings, one by one, the lies that I believed that the world had taught me, the lies I believed that my upbringing inadvertently taught me, the lies that I believed about the occult, which is what destroyed my relationship with Christ before I was rescued by Christ, and brought into the charismatic renewal. That's how he rescued me. Because once I met the Holy Spirit, everything changed. I was set free from the demonic strongholds that I had put myself into through my decisions playing with the occult. And one by one, not all at once, one by one, the Holy Spirit revealed to me the truth about each lie that I had believed, the truth about each sin that I had committed. And each time it felt like a victory. I didn't feel scolded. I felt like, wow, I know a truth now that I want to embrace. And yes, I'm going to detach from those lies that I've been believing. I want to detach because, wow, God is so much better. God is so much his truths are, are so much more powerful. And these truths are life-giving. 
These truths are uniting me to God like I've never experienced before. So when we ask for self-awareness, when we ask for the Holy Spirit to reveal to us how we sin, we are opening ourselves up to a grace that makes it joyful to become holy. And when we have that joy, it becomes a whole lot easier to grow in holiness and and detach from our sinful ways and our sinful tendencies. And we want to do penance. The second key is called penance. It's not just asking for awareness, self-awareness of of our sinfulness and what we need to detach from, but it's also the awareness of what I am called to do by God to rectify, to undo the damage, to enter into what God's plans are. See, like going back to Romans 8, 28, everything works together for our good. God makes good come from even our sins. For example, if you've had an abortion, one of the worst sins, because you've destroyed somebody's life, if you've already gone to confession for this, and you still still feel uh, you can't forgive yourself, detach from that. That's the enemy tricking you. Or what, you know, I'm using abortion as an example because that's something very common and something very, very difficult to get through. But it could be any sin that you bring to mind that still bothers you. Remember, Satan is the accuser and doesn't want you to be set free. In setting you free, God offers you something to turn that, that, that evil into good. For example, using the the example of an abortion, helping others heal from abortions, helping others prevent abortions, you know, to, to avoid getting into the situation where they choose abortion, whatever. The penance, the best penance in the world, the penance that God loves to give us and loves to see us enter into, undoes the damage of the sin by making good come from it, turning it into a ministry, turning it into something that helps others avoid the same sin. Tremendous, tremendous good comes from that. The third key is prayer. Your prayer life needs to grow. Always our prayer lives need to grow, need to improve. The third key to growing closer to Christ in the midst of turbulence is to do something in your prayer life that changes, that changes how you pray, that changes your heart, that changes your, 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 your understanding of what's going on. If you're in fear, for example, Detach, first of all, from the root causes of the fears, which may have nothing to do with the particular turbulence you're going through now. But with the help of the Holy Spirit and maybe a counselor, 
Get to the root cause of what's causing the fears and detach from that. You detach by, by going through an inner healing or, or some kind of therapy or maybe just making a decision or asking the Holy Spirit to come and, and reveal to you the truth. You know, fear is F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. And when we ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us the truth, that conquers fear. The truth is something that's not what fear is telling us. Fear is telling us something that is at least partially a lie. And so that's just another example of what to detach from. Then do some penance against that, uh, you know, of being afraid and letting fear control your lives. The penance might be, for example, praying for somebody else who is going through fear. I don't know. It could be whatever the Holy Spirit or maybe the priest in confession gives you to do. And then pray. Your prayer life needs to change in some way. So using the example of fear, pray. This is just an example. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. Pray something like this. Come Holy Spirit and turn my fear into trust. Help me to trust the Lord Jesus Christ in a way I've never trusted before. And you pray that every day until you feel the trust growing and growing and growing and and filling you. Let me give you an example about how you can do this with the rosary. When you pray the rosary for something, that's very powerful. It's a great weapon against evil. But when we enter into the rosary as we pray it, wow, this changes us. This connects us so closely to Jesus that we finish the rosary somehow different, changed. Let me tell you how to enter into praying the rosaries. Simply use your imagination and before you start praying the rosary, Ask the Holy Spirit to anoint your imagination. And then, for example, if you are doing the Sorrowful Mysteries, the first Sorrowful Mystery is the Garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus was wrestling with, you know, Lord, you know, I, and I see the suffering that, that I have to go through. And can you take this cup away from me, God? Uh, but your will be done. What in your life are you wrestling with? What in your life is making you feel, Lord, can you take this turbulence away from me? But your will be done. I want to receive the gift that you have for me in this turbulence, in this decision, in this path. When we visualize with our imagination being with Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, we have this whole experience that makes what Jesus went through in the Garden of Gethsemane more real to us and it somehow changes us. For example, kneel next to Jesus as he's praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. What does it look like? Picture it's nighttime, it's dark, and he's kneeling on a rock next to an olive tree. Where are you kneeling next to him? Are you putting your hand on his back? 
because you're trying to comfort him? Are you crying because of the pains and sufferings in your own life and, and the hardships, the turbulence you're going through? Are you crying maybe because Jesus is about to go through the crucifixion for you or for somebody that you've been praying for who has been rejecting Christ? In other words, imagine yourself there in each scene of the mysteries of the rosary. And if you've never prayed the rosary, or if you need help praying the rosary, because it's not an everyday practice, come to my website, Good News Ministries website, gnm.org, and go to, on the nav bar, there is a menu about prayer. And that opens up into different prayer experiences that, that we offer. And some of those are the rosary. You can do the rosary right there interactively with our website. All of the mysteries of the rosary are there. So there is no reason for you to not grow closer to Jesus through your turbulent times. God offers you a way to do each thing that you need to do to find peace, to find joy even, even while the sufferings are still happening. The joy of knowing that God is with you, that even while you're crying, God is with you and he too is crying with you because he cares as much or he cares more than you do. My friend, God has many graces to give you in these turbulent times. Many gifts. Let's pray now for the Holy Spirit to come into your life and open you up to these graces. So let's pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And we pray, come Holy Spirit. And I invite you, my friend, to open up your hands to receive the gifts that God wants to give to you. It's a symbolic gesture that, that says, Lord, I am open, open to receive. Help me to receive. Okay, so let's pray. Come Holy Spirit, fill me. Come Holy Spirit, renew me. Come Holy Spirit, fill me like never before. Come Holy Spirit, help me to see myself the way you see me, the good and the bad, not just the bad, but the good too. And in the bad, help me to see what the truth is that will set me free from sin. Come Holy Spirit, you have my permission to change me. Come Holy Spirit, in changing me, help me to pray better, Help anoint my imagination as I visualize myself in the mysteries of the rosary. Come Holy Spirit, help me to detach from everything that is not of you. Come Holy Spirit, help me to know you more closely. Help me to feel the presence of Jesus much more deeply and profoundly than I ever have before. Come Holy Spirit, help me to know the Father's loving concern for me. Amen. God bless you, my friend. May the joy of Christ 
change you today. For more faith builders or to learn more about Good News Ministries, come visit our website at gnm.org. You'll find online resources and lots more to help you know the Father's love and grow closer to Christ and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Visit gnm.org today.